0: So it's like a binky. It was, yeah, it's, yeah, there you go. More (laughs) more than a binky. Three men, six foot one, six foot two, and six foot three. Pouring a drink, talking about stuff, and singing. Three men, six one, six two, and six three. That's 18 and a half feet of awesome. Welcome, everybody, to 18 and a half feet of awesome. We're three tall fellas talking about stuff, singing a few songs, and drinking. I'm your host, Jay, joined by Ken. Hi, Ken. Howdy. And by the other Jay. Hi, Jay. Peace. Peace. Ken, what are we drinking today?
1: Uh, I'm drinking a Benjamin Franklin. Really? Which is crowned with a <laughs> kite. Stuck in the middle.
0: (laughs) Like an umbrella, but. Yes, instead of an umbrella. Nice. So, yeah, we're all drinking Boston themed drinks today because today we are going to be looking at and reviewing the 1976 self titled debut album from Boston, which is called Boston. Pretty original. Yeah, it's eponymous. Boston's eponymous debut album hit record stores in the summer of 1976. The band's lineup for the album was Tom Scholz on guitar and pretty much everything else. Brad Delp on vocals, Barry Goudreau on guitar, Fran Sheehan played bass and drummer Sib. That's right, Sib. Hashin. Giant Afro. Yes, nothing like starting this series off with a huge album where every song received at least a little bit of radio airplay through the years. A little more background on the album. It is usually credited with ushering in the genre of arena rock, or corporate rock. I think that's supposed to be an insult, but haters gonna hate. The album cover features the Boston logo on spaceships. A friend of mine had to point out that those spaceships were actually Les Paul guitars, but I was only 10, so I wasn't smart enough to figure that out. Jay, any quick notes about the album before we dive in track by track?
2: Oh, I I remember getting that album from uh, Brian Heichel's older... Sister's friend, or something like that. Oh man, we I went remember the... Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I always throw people in here <laughs> now. We, one of his uh older sisters, or something, had like 9,000 albums, including like a satanic like album that was like super scary. Ooh, nice. <laughs> was
0: there, I... What was that? Do you remember? Maybe we should review it at some point.
2: No, no, it was horrible. <laughs> but it was like we thought that was, was cool. We DOA thought it was cool until Bloody we rock. No, we thought it was cool until we listened to it. And it was actually creepy. Yeah, but uh, Boston was one of those albums. And by the time I got it, it was already like like. You could see the imprint of the the, 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 the circularness of the of uh, through the album cover oh, yeah. itself. That's oh it's just, on the cover. It, it was just so that. worn. Yep. And the back of it, the album would slide through the back because it was. T- I mean, whoever she must have. her oh, right. Must have listened to it seven
0: thousand times. I Think my Kiss albums were like that. Ken, any quick notes on awesome. this album?
1: No, I can. I just remember. You would go on. It's on. surprising that it's almost fifty years old, and I would just remember when we were listening to it and loved it. It wasn't that old.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and you're um, like amazing. Yes, that's. How I old. just remember that everybody had it. Everybody. I mean, it was like Phantom yep. comes alive. Every yep. everybody
2: had it, and it was and it was pretty awesome. I remember. That, I'll chime in here. I remember playing that at when we gra- I graduated in 1986, and we wanted to play this at like some dance, but it was already old by then, right? Because it was it would have yeah. been eight years old. Yeah, and and Man. like. Well, I would graduate '86. Yeah, yeah, like ten years. Yeah, I guess so. It came out in '76. So, it's pure, math. Ah, this it's old, math, Jigar, it's, Yeah, this album is like out of date. It was out of touch. It's like yeah. now listening to like something from Weezer or Foo Fighters is way older now than that. Right. But at the time, it seemed. Not that, not that old. But yeah, they, like, they wanted to hear like Rhythm of the Night by DeBarge or something like super like... <laughs> now I want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, there's one of...
2: It's one, you're one of one. Yeah, well, that's probably
0: true. And DeBarge's mom. Here's how this is going to work. We're going to go song by song and give our feedback. And along the way, we'll identify a song as each of our individual favorites. We'll figure that out when we get there. We're also going to each identify a song to be an unsung hero. Song meaning a song that is not the biggest track on the album. I think we can agree that more than a feeling is probably the biggest track on the album. It's got it. Everybody the knows highest this, on the charts. It's hard to pick one off this album because there's so many great songs. But it's
1: surprising to me that so that's basically the best. You know that that was. It is, it I, mean, I didn't like it, but
0: yeah. So you know. basically, none of us can pick more than them. a feeling as our unsung hero, but we could pick it as our favorite. So if we want to. So with all that <laughs> convoluted info out of the way, let's dive in. The first track is the. Before mentioned, More Than a Feeling, it's uh, the biggest song on the album. It went to number five on the U.S. charts, so it can't be our unsung hero. Before we go any further, is it
2: anybody's favorite song? No, oh, it's a great song. It really is. And again, if that would be everybody's favorite song if they didn't release. As, some songs aren't released as a single and aren't overplayed nine gazillion times. That is one of those songs, If for whatever reason, it would have you know, got passed over. It's like, why th- wasn't that a single? That's the best song on the album. It ended up being that way. They got it right, but you know that—that's all I have to say about that. We're—we're we're like pushing it off, like because we've heard it seven thousand sure. times. But I mean, are times. you willing to go out on a limb right here in front of all these people and say that that is your favorite song on this album? Yeah, but I'm not going to pick it for the show because, okay. like, again, because I've heard it a million times. I always want to hear the obscure songs. Yeah, but it's okay. a, it, it's a well written chord. I just know the chord it progression, is, is, and the harmonies and the and what took what it took to produce that. It's phenomenal. It is pretty awesome. Ken, you got any uh, words of wisdom about this song?
1: No, other than I, I, you know, for me, it's not the best song on the album. So,
0: right, I got you. Know. you. I got a story that's so revealing. It was... Uh, I remember having... Like new- your shirt? <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> glad they can't see this. <laughs> God oh, it's it's warm in Florida. So, um, 10 years old, I remember having... It was right around Christmas time, and I had a nightmare, and it scared me. I don't know what it was about, and it scared me, and I got up and walked out into the living room and turned on the Christmas lights and turned on the radio, and more than a feeling started, and like, I... Fell asleep there with the Christmas lights and more than a feeling playing on radio, and then I didn't have nightmares. So I think that proves that more than a feeling is a cure for nightmares. So it's like a binky. It was, yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, there you go. More, <laughs> more than
2: a binky. Uh, Jay, any other words of wisdom about this song? <laughs> I just, again, it's just the melody. The it's chord awesome. Progression. The the overall writing, the performance, it's just the the tone here, the tone, the guitar tones. Oh. You know, we're all guitar players. The guitar tone. This is nineteen seventy six. So like, I think of nineteen seventy six guitar tones, and I think of like nothing against Nugent or Kiss or what was out in the mid seventies. That sums it up pretty good. But the t- but the tones of the guitars were not as good no. as the Boston album from that from that year. No, and and, and the third stage album that came out ten years later weren't weren't as good as the original two albums. They weren't, albums, as, the they first weren't albums. as
0: good, but as, and I think we'll probably keep going back to this, but the, the fact that Tom Scholz did just about everything on this album, and he had recorded. He had essentially recorded the whole album before the Boston was even a band. But other he than got that guitar
2: tone in 1976. Yeah. It was so... It, it was above his well, peers. he invented equipment to record it with. But I it was mean, above his peers. It wasn't just, yeah, it was pretty yeah. good for doing it yourself. Way to go. And we know no, he was working was at Polaroid at
0: the time and said, okay, I got this great idea for music. I'm going to take a leave of absence. And his boss said, you're going to take leave of absence to pursue music. It's one in a million. You're never going to... You know, I mean, it's one in a million. And then when he hit it big, his boss, like, grabbed him on the way out the door with his box of belongings from his desk from the job that he quit, saying, Hey, one in a million. You know, so he remembered that. So that was, well, that and, was pretty cool. We have to remember, too,
1: like, he has a master's degree in, I believe, it's electrical engineering. MIT. So that's what
0: he started yeah, from, start from, MIT, from right?
1: MIT, which means he's an idiot.
0: Yeah, clearly, <laughs> what, what adult? <laughs> but, uh,
1: but yeah, I mean, there's a little background there. And he played everything on the album. Including like,
2: he played guitars and keys. I, I,
1: rem- I read that like when he got, when they got signed to do this, that they signed for all these. They got you're going to have to record six albums in ten years, which obviously didn't happen. But when they got signed, he wanted to record everything in his studio, and and the record labels were like, no, we, we're going out to California. So he sent the band quote right. in quotation marks out to California to sing. And even hired an extra guitar player to go out there and play the parts, and they only recorded one song. Yeah, and they ended up doing all the rest of the songs just like he wanted at home in his studio
0: because nice. it was so damn good. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. No need so to no need to mess cool. with perfection. That's uh, like Jay Garrett's hair. Next track. Yeah, on the album is Peace of Mind. It uh-huh. went to 38 on the charts. I mean, you so, want to talk too. about a side of an album that's spectacular? I mean, so right off the bat, you got more than a feeling into Peace of Mind. It reached 38 on the U.S. charts.
2: Um, the charts are stupid. That was is way better, way better than that. Of course, what is Peace of Mind was way better than 38. But that's just where it. Settled. Oh, oh,
0: well, yeah. I mean, stuff falls where it falls. I yeah. mean, it, something by ABBA or something probably went way past mm-hmm. that. But that's you know that is what it is for the time. But Still, that's uh, I think that's another great song. I don't have it as my favorite either. Can anything thing about peace of mind that strikes you?
1: Yeah, uh, I just the vocals, the Brad Delp's on that song is just out off the chart. I don't know. So good. Yeah, you know, they didn't have uh, auto tune and harmonizers and all that nonsense back in those days, and just to to hear him just bleed that vocal out is like. I don't Unreal. know where it comes from.
0: Unreal. Yeah, he's on awesome. and the music, like like every and song that song,
1: on, especially features a lot of that.
0: Yeah, and every song—I mean, every song on the album—is is insane musically, and the harmonies and
2: everything but else. Simple is power chords. That lick at the at the beginning is like, bang bang ding ch-a-ch-a-ding. It's just simple. Everything about him him
0: coming up with this with this equipment to record on. Uh, his ability, and he plays not just with all these effects, he still plays, and then overlaying guitar after guitar after guitar, but, I mean, he's got chops. I mean, he's playing real percussive the way he plays. He's, I mean, he's a, a writer, great, great player, player, great writer, producer, everything. Producer,
2: yeah. engineer, nerd. <laughs> well, well, probably. all <laughs> of anyway.
1: I think the audience is
0: going to realize that we like them. <laughs> and we like are we, him. Uh, are we beating a dead <laughs> we horse We appreciate here? him. Yeah, we he's do. so smart. deceptive. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But he probably won't listen to this. So, um, All right, so the next track on the album, it's basically a three-song side on this because foreplay play into Long Time is closes out side one. It went to number 22 on the U.S. charts. And uh, I'll go out on a limb. This is my favorite song on the album anyway. It's a great song. Yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, that whole... Intro on foreplay and everything is crazy. And I, I still listen to every time I hear the little doom, doom 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 doom. I'm trying to figure out is it a bass or a piano? And yeah, it's in think B it's flat a minor. minor. One
2: thing I know it's in B flat minor, which is a weird key. Yeah. Guitar players don't write songs in B flat minor. Yeah, so right. So you can tell he's like keyboard piano. He must have had he had to have taken like piano lessons oh, yeah. when he was a kid because nobody writes in B, B flat piano. minor. The song is in F F. Once it finally gets going, it's F. Okay, but the that whole thing is, yeah. You know, guitar players are like. Oh, what do you God think is God that piano
0: or a bass that's doing that? Doom, 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 no, there's a bass I, in there. Yeah, it's uh, to me. I don't know. It's probably overdubbed. It's probably has. It's probably both. A, bunch a whole bunch of things in there. Well, speaking of him and all of his equipment so and stuff like that, we talked with the before the mics were on. We talked about the Tom Shoals Rock Man that came out in the '80s. And when I first started learning how to play guitar, I had one of those. It was so. About a little bit bigger than a Walkman, I think it was named after a Walkman because you hooked uh, little headphones into yeah, it Walk and Walkman, plug- Rockman. That's plugged right. your guitar into it and and uh, could sit there and play. I mean, it it inspired me to keep playing. I mean, I could I could get some Boston tones. Like that, that was as far as it went. I couldn't play anything like him, but it was uh, some really cool tones. So, um, Jay, what uh, any other closing thoughts as we close
2: out side A on this uh, awesome seen, album? I've seen some bands pull off. Play a long time. We did Ken's old band when I first moved to town in 1991. Who was your guitar player on Dusty? Dusty, or now as Dustin. Oh, Dusty was ripping, and and uh, Danny was playing that that whole mm-hmm. uh, the keyboard intro that was just just a, and there was nobody was tracking that that they were actually playing on yeah. that fake crap. And as fast Great as I heard no that, I heard that guy was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was our own but Cameroni you guys, on drums. You guys
2: kicked ass on that, it was great.
0: Now the and the guitar on on foreplay is it's not just notes. He's playing full chords that's moving that fast. It's chord 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 chord.
2: chord, chord. And, yeah, yeah, it's, and it's all full
0: chords and it's so it's it's like a Jay Garrett song. It has every chord in it. <laughs> it's, it's, he likes doing that. All right, so we're going to take a quick break and then we will resume and talk about side 2. We talked a little bit about the album cover of Boston's debut album and how it took me a little bit longer than it should have taken a normal person to figure out that those spaceships were guitars, and that uh, by the time they got around to the next couple albums, I did figure that out. But uh, Ken, what did you did you like this album cover? I mean, I thought it was pretty cool, but
1: yeah, it wasn't uh, wild-eyed Southern boys with the chick <laughs> on the front. But that was kind of awesome. Yeah, that was candy o.
0: Candy, <laughs> o oh, another great one. So Bing. yeah, there's Ooh, a, we got to do a cars. There's some All better right. ones, but
1: it's pretty cool. Yeah, yep.
0: you know. Okay, J. I Garrett? think those
1: were harmony guitars <laughs> on the front too. Right?
2: <laughs> it, yeah, it was one that was it,
1: it was one that was up at the one, and then one to three, and then the five. Went That's the back. pretty good.
2: That's pretty good. That was a cool album cover in, in a, an era full of crappy. Album covers, you know, it was it was a very good one. I, I know love. the
0: logo was hand drawn by somebody. I read in the Wikipedia thing, and then they um, Tom somebody had the, uh, probably John. did everything else. <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually pressed the albums and created the cardboard for the sleeve and and everything else. And the uh, but to the back, back. the uh, don't sleep on the back cover. I mean, there were some awesome pros, and Sib was the greatest fro I've ever yeah, seen. better
2: afro than Oscar Gamble. Ooh. Or uh, Bake McBride.
0: Bake McBride. Oscar <laughs> Gamble is particularly tough to beat. So is Bake McBride. Gary Maddox. They were basically all the 70s. But Jimmy the, Walker. Now, how many people named Sib do you know? I know maybe, I don't know, 100, but it's, I don't know how many Sibs you know. There's
2: that one guy at the JCA I remember <laughs> when I used to go down there. <laughs>
1: There's one down at the uh, 7-Eleven right down the street.
2: That's Sib. Oh, Sib in buddy. 1976, yeah. that was, like, monster. Oh, yeah. Monster, bro.
0: Sib was the man. All right, so what there's our little... What do you think it's short old... for? Like... Sibian? <laughs> <laughs> Steve? <laughs> it's his... That's my, my Nicky My
2: name? My... <laughs>
0: My real name is Steve, but that (laughs) has too many syllables, so I'm going to shorten it from one to one. You can call me Sib. (laughs)
2: Oh, God in heaven. Oh, Lord. I had something enlightening to say, but I don't remember it.
0: (laughs) It's a good Nicky name. All right, we'll be right back. 18.5 All right, so before we jump into side two, we've pretty much determined that as far as a, if it's not the best debut album rock album of all time it's at least the best debut side one album by by a rock band of all time we we can't think of anything that could even touch it i I believe
1: at the time it was the top for that genre
0: right album but even i mean i I can't think of anything that i would even put in its league as far as a side one debut album by a rock band i don't don't know
2: and there aren't any other genres i mean like well, the genre would, is bigger than rock in the 70s. Beethoven, Men Beethoven's first, first album. First album
0: <laughs> Beethoven's first album. You know, that was, I mean. Does Minute Work century. count for
1: that to being the, one of the best albums? No. no. Well, his fifth
0: was good. Three. That's <laughs> <two. laughs> All right. Side two. Kicks off with Rock and Roll Band. Great song. Mm-hmm. My uh, favorite on the album. That's your favorite on the album? Yeah, okay. Is it?
1: Romantic. Right? Yeah. Romantic, well,
2: well, yes. We've all
1: we've all uh, been musicians, and when we started off, we did it to get girls and to, yep. to go out and have a good time. And we all thought one day we we're going to be big and famous, and that's what that song's about. People
0: stood in line and didn't seem to mind. That's a great. That's, that's a great the only line. one Schultz didn't write, by the way, too. <laughs> that's the only one he didn't write. So who wrote? It? No, 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 no.
1: I don't remember which. Whether it was uh, no,
0: me, it, another one was written by Tom Scholz, or I mean, not by Tom, by by Brad Delt but we'll get to that.
2: I'm saying, I mean, Tom Schultz wrote all those songs.
0: But if you listen to, and maybe I'll maybe or on on edit, I'll put this in there. If you slow down the intro to Rock and Roll Band, it's Boogie Chillin' by uh, John Lee Hooker. But that's just because I love John Lee Hooker. But you'll see, you'll see. You just see. like hookers. Well, <laughs> that's good. Uh, Jay Garrett, is that your favorite or anything like oh, that? I don't know or, if It's my favorite. I picked, I picked, Hero, a, I picked a
2: different one okay you know that's cool I mean I like the whole damn album but it's pretty awesome it's... and I listened to it this morning and, and it's for the first time in years and and uh you, you realize there, there are only eight songs on the album crazy and uh if you would if, if you asked me the day before name all the songs in the album I would have gotten them all but I forgot one
0: I know and which we'll, one it is it but was we'll...
2: somewhere something something about you something about you I just <laughs> forgot it's like when that song started I'm like <laughs> then, That's still then i third. started singing it when, when oh, yeah. and of course this we'll, we'll get to it in a minute but it's like the yep. harmony guitars it's just oh. insane it's so it's good just, yeah just, i know uh, i've said that a lot sounds like a boston song but it's so good yeah
0: rock and roll band i mean this the story of that you know and and it's pr- pretty cool that he's talking about it, you know that we did this and we did that meanwhile don't forget it pretty much was all tom Schulz. Next track, song two on side two is "Smokin," which I have as my unsung hero song. I, Another good song. That's a that's a that's a great one. And then the uh, and I remember listening to it and thinking, great organ. And then I thought, Jay Garrett says that all the time.
2: <laughs> that's a low blow.
0: <laughs> but blow. fantastic song. That's uh, "Smokin" is is. Not my favorite song on the album. My favorite song is "Long Time," but uh, definitely my own song hero. It's probably my second favorite song on the album. Uh, "Camerone Smoking."
1: Yep, played that one as, in a band too. For did you? Yeah, which was that was my favorite song to play. That was definitely a lot of. fun. Do you have an organ player?
0: Because I mean, that's a great. I mean, Danny. Danny. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's Danny Booth. Awesome.
0: Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. God, cause that's and Mike a, before that. Mike before that, yeah. I don't know what's difficult on on keyboards, really, but that sounds difficult to me. I, uh, I don't know.
1: Fooling yourself.
2: I'm fooling myself. No, that would be uh, sticks, right? Oh. Yeah. I think the boss the the, uh, the Boston song is more like bluesy and okay, like that's just kind of a jam. So it's not kind so of bad. Thing. There aren't like weird chords in that oh, okay. particular song. Jay, anything about the song Smokin' that you got to say? Oh, I don't know. That's it's Again, it's just another, like, it's one of those tracks they would have played on DVE in Pittsburgh in the 80s when I was growing up. That, that was I heard station? heard a thousand, the DVE. Herschel was one of the guys, DJs. WDVE. They, they would play it, you know, just a thousand times. Did they know?
0: call themselves any, a lot of these radio stations would call themselves something because of their call letters yeah, or something, no, I don't know. No.
2: Just, no. Just DVE. There was just a like a guy with a low voice. DVE. Whatever. That's DVE. Whatever, D-V-E. Badass you know, you, you wonder
1: about some a song like that makes me think of the the um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. You know, when the you could have put smoking in that movie and maybe they would be have replaced that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah right? but the, maybe. Like Bohemian Rhapsody such a has rocket. too many
2: like ups and downs that has and movements.
0: That's for and, sure. And, and, and yeah, but it came back just... because of the. It, it it did. Yeah, I mean but it. Smokin's got that got that. Um, what's the? Oh come on, dummy! What's the drum song that everybody did, wipe out? Where it's got the you know the drum you know it's got and then it's got the stops in there and yeah. then and it's got the that's organ and then it stops and then it's guitar and and all that and it's uh this has that kind of trick in it and I I guess I'm a sucker for that because I I love that song so well written song it is it is next song is. Hitch a ride, and that's—I guess I'll start. That's—I uh, like this song a lot, but I didn't have as much to say about it. I, it's just—I mean, when a song is as good as this, and I have not that much to say about it, that means the rest of the album must be pretty freaking awesome. And I know that we're gonna end up trying to sing a little piece of that too. But uh, Ken, what do you—what do you think of Hitch a Ride?
1: I—I I, probably my second favorite song on the album. So. Nice. You, know, you saw. You said you like the obscure ones. I do too. I like the. Uh, yeah. I like. The, you know. Who Who knows if that would have came out as released as a single first before more than a feeling? Who knows? You know? Who
2: knows? Well. That's one of those songs that, like, again, the radio local radio station would play the hell out of. You know, they played the, like all the songs, but that's one song. I just I just always like I like the. I don't know the vocals were great the song's great I like the guitar solo at the end it just sings yeah. it also
1: shows like it's just I, I read a thing and, and it also shows that Schultz began his songwriting with an acoustic guitar for sure because a lot of these songs were and it's in B acoustic driven so, you know so you can tell that there was a lot of thought given to that to keeping that in mind which I
0: like. Oh yeah, and we're talking a lot about Tom Scholz as we should. This is pretty much his album, but uh, it's his I, baby. He's the yeah mad, he, mad scientist. Oh, he is. I saw them in concert in the I don't know late '90s or something like that, and he was on this play on, on this giant organ. And he turned around. And he had the Phantom of the Opera mask. So he was. He I guess he kind <laughs> of views himself like that. And and uh, but we don't talk too much about the other members of the band, which we probably should. I know I sent a. An email to Barry Goudreau to see if he wanted to in any way contribute to this podcast, and guess what? He did not respond. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I'm still waiting. I think I think like a year. Speaking of Barry Goudreau, by the way, I I remember as a kid, like in Pittsburgh, having the. uh, Orion Ryan the Hunter album. Yeah. And they had a song called So You Ran. Uh-huh. And it's just died. I remember that. It, it came out like for like two seconds, and they played it on MTV. Yeah. I bought this. Well, I would have bought the cassette. Well, and Delp we sang a lot of, songs, of a, songs. He sang. He may have been backup, but it was it was not him. It was uh no, a guy named Fran. No, he Fran, definitely. There was a guy named sing. Fran who was the lead singer that Well, song. Fran Sheehan. Are you talking I'm about not Fran? Fran? No, okay. Fran, like, uh, I can't remember.
0: But it wasn't Brad Delp on that. Well, now, how about this? Fran Sheehan or Sheehan, is not, as the bass player, and then Billy Sheehan, is one of the best bass players no, in they're the not world, related. did you
2: know that they are not related?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: are wondering. they related to Ed Sheehan?
0: <laughs> totally,
2: totally the same guy. <laughs> that's <laughs> a different spelling man. So bass players,
0: apparently that's the best name in the history of bass players. But uh, no, you know what? Lee is, not just because of Getty Lee, but Will Lee is the bass player from uh, David Letterman band. Yeah. So never mind, Lee wins. Sorry, Sheehan brothers who aren't related. Next track. So, Hit Your Ride, that's nobody's unsung hero? That's or my fake. unsung hero. Oh, that's your unsung like hero? Oh, Hit my your Ride. My old band okay. played it
2: 100 times, 270,000 times. Nice. Somewhere in between. And it was just one of those cool tracks when you go see a... My goal as a, in, a, in a band is like when people go to see you, they want to hear hits and popular songs and all the crap. I like to throw a couple weirdo songs, and that's you one do? of the songs. <laughs> yeah, surprise. <laughs> it's that, the that, audience that's you attract. That's right, but it's but it's <laughs> it's like it's one of the songs. Like you, you play a bunch of songs, then you put that in there, and people are like, wow, I didn't I didn't see that coming. No, and, and I like I like that. as a live performer. I like that. And that hitcher ride was always one of the songs, and it's, a, it's such a great. It is A to Z. Humoes. It is.
0: It's pretty spectacular. That's uh, so. Before we move on, that's uh, I've got that uh, that my unsung hero is smoking, and that uh, hitch a ride is Jay Garrett's. We haven't gotten to yours, correct? To your my unsung hero song. Unsung hero. Hmm. Your favorite song on the album that, or whatever you want to, however you want to define unsung hero, that isn't more than a feeling. And if it's yeah, one we haven't gotten to yet, or, you don't did have
1: you to. say just... smoking? Or... Well, "smoking" is my favorite song on the album, so oh. I can call that my unsung hero if you'd like. But yeah, that's.
0: I I like to call that your unsung hero because it's okay. it matches mine. It my favorite
1: and my unsung. All right. Hero. So
0: now, what we're going to do before we move on to the next song is, while we were talking about hitch a ride, we are going to make an attempt to sing part of it. So oh, hold Jesus, on, God
2: in heaven. <laughs> Day is night in New York City Smoke like water runs inside Steel idol trees spinning Every living thing that's died Gonna hit your ride, right, head for the other side, leave it all behind.
0: Never change my
2: mind, gonna sail away. Sunlight's another day, freedom
0: on my mind.
2: Carry me away for
0: the last time.
2: Oh.
0: Oh, Oh, pardon us why Ken gets a coaster. my ass hurts. (laughs) And we're back, as my friend Jimmy likes to say. That was a little piece of Hitch A Ride. The next track on the album is Something About You, which, as my research told me, was... It Isn't Easy, I think, or Life Isn't Easy was supposed to be the title of that song. And then they said, no, it's better to call it something about you. And
2: there was a song in the second album called It's Easy, which may have morphed.
0: Maybe to Tom Scholes, all this stuff was easy. The um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is probably my, if I had to pick a least favorite, I mean, no no reason to nitpick, but it's probably my least favorite, if I have a least favorite on this song, or this, this album, nothing wrong least with it. least played song. It's definitely the least played, it has but yeah.
2: all the Boston like earmarks. Sure, harmony, harmony guitars. guitars oh, the, the harmony guitar,
0: guitar on him yeah. part—it it is pretty awesome.
2: I think when so. they sat back, they
1: said, "Okay, I just played the guitar part. Who's playing the harmony guitar part on every song?"
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on, yeah, that's right. On every song, that's uh, it's just, uh, you did. You
1: wonder, did they did they play the harmony part, or did he? <laughs> Used his rock band back then,
2: and it wasn't even a rock
0: band. I don't think. I don't think there was. They do that back uh, then. I don't think there was enough stuff to do that w- through wizardry. Oh, I think so he, no, he played. I it. mean, he absolutely. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think he. Tom played it. all the
2: parts. He just he played dun, 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 dun then he played dun 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 dun, you know, Well, and play
0: he's a classically trained musician too, so he's got a classical background. You could tell by a lot of the progressions and everything in there that he's got some. He's got some classical background. Can some, or uh, Jay Garrett, something about you, anything about that one that you, uh, other than uh, you mentioned the harmony guitar, but... No,
2: I mean, I just, I hadn't thought of that song in years. I haven't heard the whole album. I heard, I've listened to that whole album so many times in my life. That's one of the songs that I forgot about. If I, like, again, we, I think we talked about off air that if you would ask, name the songs on Boston, Boston, I would name them all. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and maybe and forget I came this up one. With
2: seven, it's like, what the hell's the other one? Oh, then, then when you said what it was, and I heard it, it's like, yes. Because oh, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's a great song. It's
0: fantastic. If, if that was the best song on an album, it could still be a good album. Oh, yeah. yeah. So.
2: Because it's, it has that same production, again, the same musicianship, and the harmony guitar. And Brad
0: so. Delp singing. I mean... Yeah, uh, yeah we've been, that been talking about Schultz, good Schultz good so much
2: that you that's forget that's how great he was. What a fan. I
0: mean, what a singer. I mean, we were talking, again, off air, but we... Which, you know, apparently we saved our best stuff for off air, but we... Uh, Talked about some of these notes by Brad Delp. It's it's insane, and it's and they didn't have the technology to just say, okay, I can take whatever note and I can pitch correct it, and then I can move it up. Oh yeah, there was none of that. However One of those many notes steps is an actual
2: G. Yeah. I don't even think the guitar goes that high. <laughs> that's an E. That's that's an E. But but that's an E. <laughs> But I think he actually somewhere I can't remember the parts. But I think he actually goes to a G, which is I can't. I don't know most people can't. Do that, <laughs> Him and but Julie like, Andrews are
1: the only ones that can get yeah, that yeah,
2: yeah. Let me go.
0: Let me go get but, I mean, that's like, my
2: pliers. And of course, there are guitar. Like the guitar is actually going, you know. So it just sounds full. It, it does, that but that,
0: that note is there. And as and it, he didn't have any help getting it there. So that's that's pretty that's awesome. Just,
2: Good singing, good writing, good playing, all
0: that Absolutely. So the album comes to a close, side two comes to a close, with the song Let Me Take You Home Tonight, which is the only song that was not written by Tom Scholz. Brad Delp, lead singer, wrote it. It probably, to me anyway, sounds my notes on it. It was that it sounds the least like the rest of the songs on the album. Great, still great song, but it probably sounds the least like the rest of them.
1: That's because that's the one they recorded in California, it, right? Right, or and the one I mean, that Brad
0: wrote. Lots of, and that, yeah, <laughs> there's ton, tons of reasons for it, but it's still not out of place on this album. It's still. Tom said,
1: "You take your little song out there yeah, in California. Yeah. I got real work to do uh, back here." That's like that
0: Family Guy where Ringo puts us, <laughs> th- writes a song and they put it up on the refrigerators. <laughs> that's very good, good for Ringo. You. <laughs>
2: that reminds me of the <laughs> family guy episode when uh when uh, <laughs> oh no so stupid uh. peter and and uh, Lois are in the kitchen and, and, and they look at one of Stewie's drawings and it's like, look at this drawing. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> look, at look at the eyes. The eyes are all like cross-eyed and the body's so weird. Should we put it on the refrigerator? Yeah, let's put it on the refrigerator, but it's so fucking stupid. Put and Stewie was right around the corner the whole time crying. <laughs> crying? <laughs> Uh, All right. Anyways, that tangent. one that
0: one really hit home, Jay Garrett, because that exact scenario happened to me just in my relate, childhood.
1: Uh, Brad dealt to Stewie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I knew. <laughs> so let me take you home tonight. Last song on the album, and uh, the other thing I really kind of like about this is, even though it sounds different than a lot of the rest of the tracks on there, is it starts off slow and everything, and then at the end it starts picking up, and it's got like a church revival kind of thing with lots of hand claps and everything like that, and it kind of takes it's. I think they probably because of that ending they made it the last song on the album I think when they started that used to matter they, the, the order they would put tracks in on the album to try to build a uh, a, a vibe for an album and yeah. that's uh, that was a good ending for it a good gave it a little sort of a church vibe and and, uh, and I, I like this song a lot I know we have we used we, to play it we used to play it right. yeah but back Ten when years ago, maybe we mm-hmm. should you know we what hold, hold on here let's try to let's try to do that we'll, we'll be we'll grab a guitar and we'll be right back
1: Let me take you home tonight Mama now it's all right let me take you home tonight I'll show you sweet delight
0: That's a good little piece of that song nice I like a little piece <laughs> All right let me take you home tonight was the final song that closes out this Awesome album. So at this point, we're going to give our individual ratings of the album from zero to five stars. Five stars being as great as a Brad Delp searing vocal over a Tom Scholz spectacular guitar tone. Zero stars being as bad as Sib's Afro on the album's back cover. uh uh-huh. I know, that's, that's well, that's what Zero that Stars epic, is. epic, man. Yeah, well, well, there you go. Ken, how many stars do you give Boston's eponymous 1976 album? Oh, it's five, for sure. Five all the way? I don't know how
1: you could, what's better? I mean, i gotta think, soft, but... I got to think of my favorite albums of all time. And if that, you know, we always talk about if you're on an island and mm-hmm. you can only take a few out. It's hard not to bring definitely, Boston Definitely, this is the album you want to have. So it's a five for me. Five for, sure. five for
0: you. Jay Garrett? I, I'd be the same. I'd have to... Giving it five you know, stars, it
2: five out of five. I this mean, one in Anne Murray.
0: So right, well, yeah, I mean, well, that kind of goes without saying. <laughs> we're, we're probably not even going to review her albums because. And Lord, again, that reminds be, me of a,
2: of a Family Guy episode oh, as, no. as
0: well. It should. Stewie the, shoots Anne Murray. So, as usual, I'm the uh, voice of a hole on this. I do think it's a five star album <laughs> historically and everything. As far as how much I am into it, I'd give it like three and three quarters out stars. You heard it's It's, 7,000. Yeah, but no, I mean, I love it. But I mean, if I talk about, I mean, there are, if I'm being honest, there's a hundred albums I like more than this, but that's, but that's, you know, but that doesn't mean that that's not awesome. I mean, it's awesome. So I mean, I'm going to give it four and a quarter stars.
1: You know what I saw though, too? Uh, VH1 ranked them as the 63rd best hard rock
2: band of all time. Really? Is and there, I guarantee you, on that list, there's like a whole bunch. There are a whole bunch of like crappy bands. Oh, yeah. Sixty uh, the third. Come on. Ass one ass of and, the balls.
0: Yeah, people liked it. Well, thanks for that. Now, that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this episode has been rated R by the, <laughs> by the Jay Garrett scale. <laughs> I did. So, see but my that's, lawyer. You know, yeah, VH1 or, or Rolling Stone or all that. They're going to they're gonna put in Iggy Pop and stuff like that. to Patti sure Smith. That, yeah, Patti like Smith terrible. is on like every list. The one that like four people know about. But
2: try to listen to a whole album of that. I bet no, you never know. have.
0: Well, I bet we're not going to be reviewing a Patty Smith album, Jesus at least Christ. not anytime soon. All right, all right, we'll be right back. All right, so our aggregate score, you like that word, aggregate? That's pretty nice. Our aggregate score for this album is 4.75.
2: Just don't so, say it five times like eponymous. No, I like eponymous. <laughs> That's such a great word.
0: <laughs> but 4.75, something to... So. Because it's the first episode, this takes our number one spot as the greatest album of all time, but it's going to be a while before that gets unseated, I think, if it ever does. We're not so doing we do, Sergeant Pepper. Didn't we Pepper do a John Cougar
1: f- thing at one point? Didn't we do uh, that?
2: But we didn't do an album. So we we're... No, album, no yeah. this
0: is our first episode of us like yeah. reviewing albums, which is kind of okay, what's so going to be... so far be... it's the number one album of so all I'm time. So I'm
2: just thinking Sergeant Pepper, Pet Sounds. I mean, there's Pet some sounds old, might do old school it, yeah. albums. That's like old, old school. But you know, we, have a, we have
0: taken quite a hiatus on this podcast, and, and we're... Really glad to be back. At least I know I am. This is a lot of fun. I can hear the uh, ice jingling, and so you know it's a good time. And um, this is probably going to be our niche here for a while, where we're uh, talking about albums and some classic albums and, and us talking about them, giving our little unique perspective
2: on Gee, them. Gee, Guider, is there any way for the people to list this? If, I don't know if it's seven people or 700 million people. Is there any way for so them we're to feedback off with seven to us to say, yeah, "Hey, I want you to hear. There I want is. you guys to do this album, that album, or this album"? There, there is. You can go to our Facebook page at
0: 18 and a half feet of awesome, and we look at it. And you can give your. We haven't really made that public yet. We're going to wait until we got a few more episodes out there, with a little bit of content for people to listen to, and then there's going to be several ways for you to get in contact with us. We'll set up an email address as well, and or you, you can, can send
1: fan mail to. Uh, one twenty-three North Third Street,
0: Chicago, six oh six oh nine. Six oh six oh nine. That's yeah, I love it. That's uh, I still remember that. And the uh, so I don't we, know what that means. We, it was from like every everything in the in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Everything Chicago, was like, Chicago, like, Illinois, six oh six oh nine. I
1: don't
2: know. what You all guys aren't that
0: much older, older than I am. You. God damn it. Well, but we remember that. That's every, every <laughs> P.O. box one two three, Chicago, Illinois, six oh six oh nine. Well, the, uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll do that, and we'll definitely take some uh, fan input. But uh, So our average rating was the 4.75, so that's going to wrap up our review of the 1976 album Boston. We encourage you to legally listen to and or download this album and support all the artists that we cover here. We want to thank all of you for listening. We hope you'll join us for more episodes as quickly as we can churn them out, hopefully about once a week. We uh, Obviously, we have a live audience that's sitting way far away from us. And um, if you'd like to become a, another of our sponsors, you can contact us also through our Facebook page at 18 and a half Feet of Awesome. MySpace or if Cannon. you'd like
1: to be a member of our studio audience, you can oh, write that's... to us at 123 North 3rd Street, Chicago, Illinois.
2: 60609. <laughs> Larry Bud Melman is the only other participant in the show.
0: Hello, <laughs> Larry. All right, so anyway, our next album that we are going to cover, here's a little sneak preview of the next album that we'll be covering. Okay, Ken, thank you.
1: Thank you. Everybody out there, it's like Ricky I Bobby. hope that, like, that you
2: had a good time. So, thank you. <laughs> uh, I think that this is swell.
0: Jay Garrett, thank you. You are welcome. All right, yes, and thank you, Boston. We will talk and sing Boston. at you later. It was wicked awesome.